This is the Toward a New World podcast with your host, Corinna Stoffel. As a space for all things regarding the global collective transition we are in, we have conversations about transition, separation, and connection regarding oneself, others, and the earth. The aim is to educate, empower, and inspire. Welcome. Welcome to this edition of the podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about trauma. It is interesting that uh, months ago, I got really interested in trauma. And I started to educate myself by reading books, listening to podcasts, and even taking online courses. Um, I focused on three people, Thomas Hubel, Gabor Maté, and Peter Levine. Thomas Hubel was the first one uh, because I was also concurrently um, in a transparent communication group that is something that he started. And Gabor Mate and Peter Levine came out of listening to podcasts and then getting interested in the person. So they talk about three kinds of trauma. There is the individual trauma, there is the ancestral trauma, and there is the collective trauma. Now, individual trauma. Gabo Mate has a really interesting definition of what trauma is. Trauma is not the event, but how the individual responds to the event. And if we really look at it, there are, let's say, two people who experience the same event. One of them, yeah, okay, fine, no effect, and the other one is traumatized. So it really makes sense to me, and having that definition away from trauma being the event really allowed me to understand trauma in a totally different way. For instance, both my parents experienced World War II in Germany as teenagers. And as a sudden looking through Gabor Mate's lens, I started to recognize that maybe the behavior that had baffled me made sense from that perspective. My parents were social, they had a circle of friends, yet they didn't quite know how to connect with people. And that may have been part of the trauma response that they developed due to their upbringing due to experiencing the war. Um, 
I'm beginning to recognize some behaviors that I have being a trauma response. For instance, I can be a hermit. I can, and I know as a child, due to what was going on around me, uh, I could read all day and just show my face during the mealtimes and disappear into my world and be absolutely fine in that regard. And healing trauma, I am getting is not just doing the opposite of what the trauma, the recognized trauma response is. It's actually the response at the point of time it was developed was a healthy, functioning, normal response. Matei defines it, it's a normal response for an abnormal situation or abnormal circumstances. So today I'm in a space where I can be a hermit and be totally fine. And then as the situation calls for, I can be outgoing and that is no struggle. So in a way, Observing that in myself, I am beginning to wonder how far our personality traits actually responses that we develop as kids to not necessarily trauma, but responses to our environment and not something that is innate, that I can't help but be that way. I'm really looking at that and observing myself uh, quite a bit more uh, in that regard to see where, where, does, where does this lead, where does this go? And if I look at the ancestral uh, trauma. I mean, just looking at the fact that, for instance, the parents of my parents experienced World War I. Uh, so how far did they create trauma responses that then were passed on to my parents. And I have heard it that a victim can become the perpetrator. And looking at that, this may be true, but not because the victim now wants to do the same what it experienced or he or she experienced. It's more, they don't know anything else. That is how they grew up. That is their default position. And I remember well that how shocked I was when I heard my mother 
come out of my mouth towards my oldest uh, child. And it, I was totally shocked. And yet that was my default. And I changed because I did not want to do to my daughter what had been done to me and have the effects and the, the sadness and the depression and, and all of those things. I wanted something different from my kid. So I started looking and choosing from a totally different perspective. And I remember in a conversation, my father-in-law said, oh, you shouldn't be reading those stories to your kids. And I thought about it and I said, wait a second, what is wrong about reading those stories? And eventually I realized I looked at my kids as small people, not as children that have a diminished capacity. And I really, all of that had impact on how I raised my children, how I interacted with my children. And I remember when, as I said, heard my mother come out of my mouth, I changed. And I remember also that in her 20s, my daughter in a conversation out of the blue reflected back on that and said that uh, knowing my parents, she felt that I had broken the cycle. And that made me look at, and I could see how some of my parents' behavior might have come from their parents' trauma responses and how they stood in life and what they valued and didn't value and, and all of those things. Collective communities and even countries, states experience collective trauma. I mean, with just reading the news right now, with all the tornadoes going on, though, you know, those communities are seriously affected by those events. And it's not just what is easy to understand that if someone loses their house in a tornado, there is a trauma and a trauma response eventually. But if I really look at what about the person whose house didn't get destroyed, they are affected too. And they may also have a trauma response. Take that in. And I know that Thomas Hübel, for instance, is talking about the collective trauma responses due to wars, um, like that the US still has the, uh, is in the trauma response of the civil war. And as I said, we pass our belief systems, what is right, what is wrong. We 
model on how to be in the world and how far are certain attitudes, trauma responses that are still alive today due to the civil war? How much are behaviors, for instance, of people living in Israel passed on responses of not that long ago, the Holocaust, the beliefs and the attitudes. And I remember uh, when I talked with a Jewish person living in the US that being the persecuted people is part of being Jewish. That really shocked me. And I wondered how much are you creating a self-fulfilling prophecy by having that belief system? It's not that I know for sure, but I'm playing now with those ideas, entertaining them, looking through all kinds of different lenses. And it's not that I have the answer, but what if? And it's important that we as people in general become more trauma-informed. We've sort of, with the definition of trauma is an event that only affects the person that got affected by that trauma. Uh, if the trauma is the response, it changes how, at least for me, it changes how I look at it. And I have the sense that if I really energetically feel into it, that on some level, we all are traumatized using Gabor definition of trauma. And what if our behavior today is part of that whole trauma response that we developed? And what needs to change? How do we get out of that trauma response? in order to have a different world. A lot of philosophizing going on in that regard. Uh, one thing that I want to still uh, address is I got the book, uh, Gabor Mate's book, The Myth of Normal. I mean, the title already is fascinating for me and it was so eye-opening. How much do we consider normal behavior, normal human behavior that actually isn't? I mean, we say, okay, people, it's normal to be selfish, to be competitive, even to be aggressive in certain uh, instances, that that is part of being a human, human nature. 
And what Gabor Mate points out, if you look at it from an evolutionary perspective, then that is anything but not contributing to us still being here. When we were hunter-gatherers, if we had not been able to collaborate with our group, if we had not been able to live in community, would we be in existence today? Or might we have killed each other off? Interesting perspective. He also looks at mental illness is a considered an abnormal behavior. Yet what if, for instance, PTSD, which is a mental illness, is an absolutely normal response to abnormal situation of being in the war. Because war is not contrary to our belief that aggression, etc., is normal. It is not normal. So if a person develops PTSD as an, a result of being in the war, it actually, the PTSD may have saved that person's life multiple times. Food for thought. Overall, reading the book, The Myth of Normal, and listening to the three of them, Thomas Hubel, Gabor Mate, and Peter Levine, really made me look a lot deeper at what is considered normal. And on some level, I invite you to do the same. Maybe even re-listen to that uh, podcast. Stop it at certain points that trigger something in you, an emotion or so, and then feel into it. Where does it come from? What is going on for me? What's the belief I have that gets that triggered, what I'm feeling right now? So invitation, explore further.